The Visionary Podcast is a series of interviews with business leaders who have made remarkable strides in their fields. From their mistakes and failures to their achievements and revelations, we discuss every topic with depth and perspective, delivering the best insights to you. The Visionary is proudly sponsored by G. Today's guest is my business advisor. He's a serial entrepreneur, startup advisor and author. He scaled one of his companies, a LinkedIn lead generation agency with $3,000 in monthly recurring revenue within just six months. He now helps entrepreneurs improve their sales, marketing, and leadership abilities. Thanks for joining me, Jake. Thanks for having me on here, Caleb. I'm excited to conduct this interview with you as you're the one who gave me the idea to start this podcast. I know you've got a busy schedule, so let's dive right in. You attribute a large portion of Lead Cookie's early sales to your personal brand. So how do you build this personal brand that people trust? Yeah, so I think the big thing is there's a, there's a few pieces to it. Um, one of the things is that I've been building my personal brand for seven to eight years. And a big part of building trust is really just uh, consistency and showing up on an ongoing basis. Like that's a really big part of what builds the trust. But I think the other big part of it is that there's, you know, all these people out there that they talk about, you know, build a personal brand and get an email list and do all these tactics to get, you know, a thousand subscribers in 90 days or something. And like, they're all focused on like the wrong stuff of these like tactics and these hacks. And really like what I think creates a personal brand that people care about is you got to become someone worth following. And, you know, for me, it's just like, like you wouldn't follow the personal brand of somebody who was, you know, like struggling to pay the bills or, you know, you're, it isn't someone that you really aspire to learn from. You kind of follow someone because they're doing something like with their life, who they are is someone that you want to learn from. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of uh, creating a personal brand is just like you have to level up as a person to become someone that is worth following. And then the tactics, you know, can maybe aid to helping people follow, but it's all about who you become along the way. So it's not so much of saying I've got to, I've got to post four four blog articles a week or, or four blog articles a month and having a content plan. So it's not so much about that, but yeah, rather yeah. leveling up yourself. Yeah, like th- those are all those kind of things that which they can be very good activities to do, but it's got to be good content and it's got to be things that are actually helpful to people when coming from a, I guess an authentic place. That makes sense. Let's talk about the growth of Lead Cookie. You went from zero to 33 in recurring revenue in just six months, and that's extremely fast for a marketing agency. So how do you do it? Yeah, so the big thing I always say is that like with Lead Cookie, we rode a wave and really um, there was a trend in the marketplace and we pretty much rode the rise of LinkedIn. And if I tried to start that same company today, we wouldn't see the same success. Um, and I think that that's something that I underestimated when I actually started. Uh, and I've, and it's become more evident to me that I'm, you know, I'm building content allies, which is my content agency. And, you know, we're not at 33 K MRR yet, and we're over a year into the business. So clearly I was not able to replicate that same success a second time around. And I've come to realize now it, a large part of success is like finding the waves and kind of writing those, which there's, I guess there's also pros and cons to that. Cause then like the whole lead cookie area is getting commoditized and there's more people like saturating the industry shifting really quickly. So we are having to evolve. So um, yeah, that's, I guess just some thoughts there that it's some of that growth. It, it is just due to the timing and the market and hitting it just right. Yep. But you know, at that point when there was a wave 
probably I don't think you were the only one who started lead cookie, uh, a LinkedIn lead generation company. Yet you were one of the few who were able to capitalize on this wave. Can you share with me your client acquisition strategies back then that allowed you to capitalize on this wave and scale quickly? Yeah, I think honestly the the thing is again I also did have somewhat. I guess somewhat of an unfair advantage for many. So I had been doing outbound sales consulting for about three years um, before Lead Cookie. So I had a pipeline and I, again, I keep a CRM and I've kept a CRM. And so for pretty much years, so I had a pipe drive account of just years of freelance and consulting work where I was running cold email campaigns and doing like uh, outbound sales campaigns and all of these things as a consultant for companies. And so it was really interesting whenever I was able to come in with lead cookie, I was able to just say, I had about, I think around 300, 350, you know, leads in the CRM that I had talked to at some point in the past about sales consulting. And so I literally went to them and I think like the first 12 to $13,000 of revenue of MRR was just from my past contacts. Um, that was without me selling anybody cold. And I think that's like a really powerful thing, especially if you're an agency owner or a consultant, if you can sell something that your existing market already or your contacts already want and just do it in a new, more efficient way. Um, that was a big piece that kind of helped get those initial customers. That's awesome. Your personal brand and network gave you a good head start. So what was your strategy moving forward after you maximized your warm market? Yeah, beyond that, we used our own LinkedIn outreach to generate sales for quite a quite a period of time. That got more difficult as more people entered the market, but that was a channel for us for a while. Um, we had a lot of referral partners um, that, again, came through my, my podcast and building relationships that way. Um, and again, a lot of this came from my personal brand. So like we like there there was these people selling video courses about how to do all this stuff. And I was just like, this is stupid. Uh, why is everyone selling video courses about this? I'm just going to put this in a blog post and put it out there. And that blog post and just teaching all of the information, giving it away for free and not trying to be an info marketer. Uh, everyone would share, link that around. I would, we would just wake up some days to where we had 12, 13 new leads in our, in our inbox because someone posted this in some online community that I have never even heard of just because we were putting out really great content on the topic. That's great advice, giving free valuable content. I think a few months back or maybe even a year, I came across your article on uh, uh, how, to, how to guide on how to generate links on, yep, on the LinkedIn. And so even now for my own business, I'm giving out a lot of free information. In fact, I'm teaching how to do SEO completely free, right? Just mm -hmm. to let people, you know, and uh, so, and now then I'm, I'm just curious, how were you distributing this content? You know, that you're writing all this information, how were you distributing? Were you, were you doing reaching people organically or were you paying for advertising? Yeah, it's, it was all very much uh, organic. Um, again, I think I've never gone heavy on just trying to do promotion. I'd say I, you know, I captured email list and build up a list. And from there that leads to them sharing a lot. Um, and then I would say, uh, after that, it was very much just organic and like growing my audience through. I did a lot of podcast appearances or webinar appearances where I would literally teach the same stuff I put in those blog posts and articles. Um, and so that was probably one of the other biggest things is, again, through doing a lot of podcasting, I would interview someone, they would interview me back and I would teach kind of what I knew to their audience as well. So that was a big distribution point. 
So you're always very focused on delivering great content. And then you believe when you come up with great content, this content will go out and reach people. Yep, exactly. Yeah, if you just put out a good message and, and, and then also just find a way to network with other influencers, you get these opportunities for exposure and things along those lines. And, and so how do you network? What are your, what are the best ways to use? What are some tactics or strategies or events or groups that you utilize to network? I think the biggest thing is very really my podcast. It is the using my podcast as a means to meet new people and have conversations is probably my number one means of networking. I also really do love joining online communities or like, you know, like coaching or advising programs are phenomenal ways to network as well and build trust with people. Um, so those are probably the main things in like, especially in like a very online world. So podcasting I like that yeah. as you built lit cookie uh, I was reading in your blog that you reached a point where you wanted to sell it and you even engaged a broker and you got an LOI and then it fell through <laughs> can you take me through the process of what happened why you wanted to sell it what you did right what you did wrong and, and what are some lessons that we can learn from this yeah, so I had hit a point where I wanted to sell Lead Cookie, and I was trying that out just because you know there's a number of things. The business model was risky. I knew we, if we didn't sell, we were going to have to evolve heavily, and we have had to very much evolve a lot um, as a result of this. So, um, you know, it was something where I was wanting, and, and there's this kind of idea. Even if you have a small company, if you sell something, it's kind of like a checkpoint in life. And I always love that metaphor where it's just like, okay, like if you get a, you know, even a payout, even if it's not, don't ever work again, but if it's a few hundred thousand dollars, like that's enough to change your life forever. And so that was kind of, um, I guess the mentality or headspace with where I was at, but it was honestly a pretty, I guess you should never try to sell your company when, cause you don't want it uh, <laughs> anymore. And I guess if that's the case, because like it's got these problems, then other people are just going to see those problems too. And, and I, I wish I would have gone with like my gut and common sense on that. But like you talk to these business brokers and these brokers are compensated on a pure commission basis. And so like, they don't really care about you. And like, they'll be like, Oh, we're mutually aligned because like, you know, we're going to take 10 or 15% of the sale. And so like, we want to get you to sell for the most, but like for them, you know, they drop like $20,000 off, a sale like that's like you know a thousand dollar difference for them or they, they just don't really they really don't care that much like they're they're incentivized to just push a volume of deals through and just get them done and not like fight over everything and so they make all of these massive promises to you and like literally i was like well i think there's like platform like we've got a lot of platform risk with linkedin um and being a platform like we're just all built on this and they're like oh no don't worry about it we, we have platform risk companies all the time they sell and it's fine don't worry about it and they tell me all this, they tell you whatever you want to hear. And then you sign with them. And then like every single person was like, yeah, there's too much platform risk. Like every single person like said this, like you scumbags just like lied to me like blatantly. And then like legitimately like the, the guy who sold me just never talked to me again. Just never spoke. Like I even emailed him. I was like, dude, I'm really disappointed at this. And like, they just never even get back to you. And this is like, this is like one of the biggest brokers out there. And in like the internet marketing world. And it was just mind blowing what this world is like. So it's just something that uh, kind of a horrible experience. Um, and it was a massive time investment. I learned a ton, 
um, about what actually makes a company sellable and like through the process. So I'm grateful I did it, but uh, had a kind of a horrible experience. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm sure at least it was a really good lesson. So would you say that the reason for the failure is the people you worked with or is it just that the company, right, Lee Cookie, or the agency business in general is just hard to sell? It is. It, I think it would have been hard to sell anyway. I actually tried a few direct deals before working with the broker and those didn't work out either for the same reasons. Um, and so I think it was just a hard business to sell. Um, I think if we went back and we tried to sell it today, we've actually diversified. We're no longer solely built on LinkedIn. Like we're actually probably in a better position to sell, but, um, yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned is like, if you wouldn't buy your own business, no one else wants to either. So, uh, like just like, it's like, sounds so obvious, but like, sometimes you're just like, I guess when you don't know about this world, you're just like, Oh, there's this fantasy thing out there where someone's just gonna buy my business and I'm going to make a bunch of money and walk away. But it's like, if you wouldn't want to buy your own business, then no one else is going to want to either. And we were just at a spot where it was honestly risky. Like there was great parts about the business, but it was risky and all of the risks that people anticipated they're coming true. And so we're having to change and evolve as a result of those. And you know, you talk about LinkedIn's platform risk, and I think it's something that I resonate with because I'm in the SEO business and SEO as is Google risk, right? You know, when Google changes its algorithm and, 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 and we are not in control of the rankings. So a lot of my uh, my day or, or rather a week, you know, certain days are spent looking at the rankings of our clients and ourselves. We want to see how we're growing in terms of uh, our traffic and how we are achieving the, the ranks that our clients want. And this would, you know, same for you, and this would result in a lot of emotional stress, right? Or emotional uh, roller coaster where there'll be moments we feel on top of the world and then there'll be moments we just start to worry like, what if I just can't deliver results? Or what if Google or LinkedIn just change their algorithm and then I'm out of business? And uh, yeah, so this, this is a kind of stress that I, or, and, and emotions that I deal with regularly. And is this something that you deal with as well? Yeah, and it's something that, I think there's like parts of this that you have to kind of just accept. That's, there's always like some parts of this in every business or every industry that are out of your control. But I think also it just becomes to how do you diversify your business so that you are less dependent on those single platforms. And so even with content allies, like the reason I built content allies was because I was like content marketing as a channel, like has been around for a very, very long time. They've technically been around since before computers and like literally like people have just always published stuff and created content in some means as a forms of marketing. And so I was like this, the tactics are gonna change, but like the platform won't get disrupted. And so that was like my attraction to content verse. I looked at outbound and was like, ah, LinkedIn and like Gmail and Outlook like own the outbound game. And so I was like, that's kind of scary how much control there is. So it was a conscious choice of try to diversify as much as we can with an outbound, but like this industry is gonna consistently be at the whim. So how do I, just almost take that leverage and build into build something or build additional services that are a bit less dependent on that or less volatile in that sense. All right. So for you, it's you diversify your portfolio, rather, right? So you don't put all your eggs in one basket. So if LinkedIn, one day LinkedIn doesn't give you any business, you're just going to focus on content. Yeah. And it's just kind of having that again, just 
being solely dependent on one of those. And any, anybody who's like, I have tons of people that come to me that are trying to start LinkedIn lead gen agencies. And I'm just like, that's eh, probably not a good idea. Like, <laughs> like you should, you know, there's, there's like some waves to ride, but like you, it, it, what I built with lead cookie, if you try to build that again today, it's, I wouldn't advise someone to try to straight copy what we were, maybe more what we're becoming, but uh, it's, it's changing. And at this stage, you know, I, I see that a lot of your business are self-sufficient. They're running on their own. So what is your vision right now? What do you want to achieve? What, what motivates you? What's the next step for Jake? Yeah, for me, I want to get to the point where business is fun. Every day I wake up and I'm only doing the things that are kind of fascinating and motivating to me. And so um, I like to build things. I like to create stuff. And so as much as I am just in a spot where entrepreneurship is creative and I'm coming up with new ideas, starting projects and orchestrating and putting people in place. Um, that excites me. Uh, what doesn't excite me is when I like have to do these things or when I'm overloaded with work or if I get pulled into delivery for a customer at any point, those are all things that drain me. And so for me, it's just all about how do I build not like I'm not really motivated by more money. I like, I literally live insanely minimalist like lifestyle. Uh, and like, I don't like to buy things, but I like to build. And there's this kind of mentality from Elon Musk where, you know, he's, uh, he doesn't like, he pays himself very little. And even though, yeah, you could say he's got tons of money cause he's built all these companies, but like, it's like the mentality of, I don't care about the money and the lifestyle. Like I care about making money so I can build things. And like, that's a very interesting, I think, viewpoint to look at and like a fun way to look at it as well of instead of how do I, you know, make more money so I can buy a nicer car. It's like, how do I make more money so I can just build some other cool thing in the world? And that's, that's fun and exciting to me. So that's the vision of where I'm going with everything. Sounds awesome. Right now you're advising me and you know where I'm at. So what's one advice you give to me? I think the biggest thing is to just like do great work at the clients that are in front of you today and like just keep leveling up your skills and just like taking full ownership over the success of your business and realizing that it's not tactical. It's no one else has some perfect path or answer and that like your success as an entrepreneur is largely dependent on you consistently leveling up and growing as an individual and the better you become at creating value in the world, the better and more strong you become at um, leading others or delivering results for your clients, like the better you become, like that's what leads to real business growth and success. And there's no magic formula and there's no tactics that are going to get you there. It is all very much you leveling up as a person. And as you level up, others will follow and everything. And so that's, there's this quote, your business is a reflection of yourself. And I'm a hundred percent believer in that. So there's no silver bullet for, growing my personal brand. There's no silver bullet for building my business. It's just leveling up as an entrepreneur, growing myself and becoming the best as I can be and then drag everyone else along yeah, together with me. Yeah, make a habit of learning something new every single day. And like literally I do, all, all of my writing is just me learning and then teaching that back to others in the form of writing. And the better I become, the stronger, more results I produce and the more that people want to follow and learn from me, so. So is there is there one resource or book or person that you're getting a lot of your of this of your education from? 
No, <laughs> it's all, I'm reading everything from philosophy to, you know, I read a lot of business books and marketing books at the start to, um, these days I read stuff like philosophies, like the big thinkers, like Ray Dalio and Charlie Munger. And it's, it's, I mean, it's all gamuts up and down the chain. So. There's a lot of valuable knowledge and experience that you've just shared. So you're sharing a lot of content regularly that I think our listeners can benefit from. So where can they find you? Yeah, just uh, jake-jorgovin.com is the best place online. Or if you just try to type in Jake Jorgovin, J-O-R-G-O-V-A-N into Google, that'll get you to my website. Um, and that would be the best place. So I've got a podcast there, tons of articles, and feel free to reach out or contact me there on the site. Thanks for your time, Jake. I appreciate it. Thanks, Caleb.